Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. We're delighted that you've chosen to press play on this podcast today. My name is Johnny and I'm part of the teaching team here at the Forge. Each Sunday, our hope and prayer is to provide practical teaching directed by God that ties into everyday life. We hope that today's talk encourages you. Whether you love them or avoid them at all costs, ghost stories are powerful even if we're old enough to know better than to check the closet or under the bed. But there is a Holy Ghost who does exist, fully God and all-powerful. He works through Christians all over the planet. Yet sadly, Christians often seek to be known more for their talent and intellect rather than any supernatural power. Could it be that we've forgotten the one who sets us apart from every other worldview? It's time to tell some ghost stories. Hey, good morning and welcome to All Hallows Eve or Halloween as it's better known. Uh, I hope you've been stacking up your sweets cupboard because tonight is the night when you may well get kids knocking on your door asking that famous question, trick or treat? Well, often the kids will dress up in their fancy dress outfits of ghosts and ghouls and do the very thing that they're told not to do for the rest of the year. And that's to go around to strangers' houses asking for sweets. I mean, what could go wrong? (laughs) But it's becoming bigger and more popular thing to do here in the UK. And although All Hallows Eve was part of a three-day church celebration remembering and honouring the saints and martyrs, the 31st of October has become known as Halloween, with spooky Halloween parties and trick-or-treating. And it's this reminder that there is this massive fascination about and interest in the supernatural. You know, thousands of films are made about it. Most towns now do ghost tours and TV shows, loads of them about the paranormal of haunted houses and spooky happenings. Which is one of the reasons why we've entitled this October series Ghost Stories, because lots of us love a good ghost story. And we've been focusing on a real life ghost known as the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. So week one, Johnny looked at who the Holy Spirit is, that he's a person uh, and that he's often been the forgotten aspect of God. And that he asked, Johnny asked this great question, that if we could choose having Jesus here or the Holy Spirit, which one would we choose? And I think many of us would want Jesus back in person. But Jesus said this, it's better that I go so that the Holy Spirit can come. And we looked at perhaps the most famous um, ghost story encounter which gave birth to the church at Pentecost. And then Johnny spoke about the spiritual gifts that God wants to give to us through his spirit. And last week it was about how we don't live in a world of spiritual neutrality, but we live in a world of light and darkness, both which are after our hearts. And today I want to close this series looking at what can happen when spirit-filled people play their part in helping others discover the good news about Jesus. Now, I remember coming back from New Zealand last February and being given leaflets about this thing called the coronavirus. Now, I had no idea at the time how infectious, disruptive, how damaging and how deadly and influential it would be on our world. 
you know, since those days, lockdowns, masks, hand washing and hand sanitizing, hospitals overwhelmed, businesses closing, lateral flow tests, vaccinations, families bereaved, long COVID, cancellations of weddings, only 12 at a funeral. And all because of a virus that's invisible to the human eye. And the virus spreads by attaching itself to another organism and then replicating itself. And the virus is transferred to others through coughing or sneezing uh, or near another person, touching or shaking hands with another person, touching surfaces or food that, that an infected person has touched. Whatever the method of transfer, the common thread is that it has to be through some kind of contact with another person. And it sounds quite sinister, doesn't it? And the scary thing is, is that we don't know if we're a carrier and whether we're passing on the virus to other people. And these new variants are just so contagious. But it's not just viruses that are contagious, that, that spreads rapidly. You know, good things can be shared so quickly on social media nowadays and it goes viral. I mean, do you remember during lockdown how quickly the clapping for the NHS took off on a Thursday at 8 p.m.? I remember heading out each week to be part of this. And on the first week, I took a saucepan and a wooden spoon just to create a bit more noise. And sadly, I hit the bottom of the saucepan so hard that it dented it. And Sarah, my wife, wouldn't allow me to do that anymore. But what if our lives could be infected with something or someone so amazing, so beautiful, so revolutionary, that our lives begin to reflect that person, be shaped by that person, even begin to take on the character of that person. Well, that's what happened when people encountered Jesus. One lady who had got this disreputable past and then encountered Jesus by a well was so impacted, was so infected by him that her newfound faith was contagious and a whole village came to know Jesus because of her. There was a man called Zacchaeus, a tax collector, who went from stealing and swindling people out of money to becoming generous and repaying those he'd wronged and giving to the poor. How come? Well, because he encountered Jesus and Jesus' qualities were infecting and transforming his life. You know, these people were touched by Jesus and their lives were turned around and they became contagious with Jesus' love. And after the resurrection, something was predicted to happen. Jesus said these words, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In other words, Jesus was going to infect their lives with his power and presence through the coming of the Holy Spirit. And on the day of Pentecost, as we thought about in that second week, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples and has come to live in the lives of every follower of Jesus since. And the Holy Spirit's role is to reproduce Jesus in us, changing us to be like him. And what does that look like in a person's life? Well, the Holy Spirit produces something in us that's beautiful, attractive, attractive, appealing, hopeful, that's Christ-like. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives of love, joy, peace, patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. There's no law against these things, Paul writes. And being infected by the Holy Spirit will result in these things if we stay connected to Jesus. And you know what? In my experience, most people who do Alpha, 
That's this introduction to the Christian faith. They, they come on doing, to do the Alpha course because they know someone who is different to them and they wanna have what their friends have. There is a contagious element to their life. And to be an infectious, contagious follower of Jesus, it starts with being filled with the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, allowing him to produce his fruit in us. And being contagious then is a natural outworking of our lives rather than it being something that we have to do. You know, Jesus put it this way. He said, there's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God's not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. And if I make you light bearers, you don't think that I'm gonna hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now, now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep, your, keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. You see, it's less about what we do and more about living out who we are. And I love the analogy of light that Jesus uses there. We're not the kind of light on a taxi that goes off when off duty. There's no, we're to shine non-stop. There's no off duty for us. And light, well, light's attractive. We love to see Christmas lights and have decorative lights around the garden or house because there's something appealing about them. And Jesus said we're to be his witnesses, that when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you'll receive power and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. And part of the power that the Holy Spirit brings to our infectious faith is the ability to speak about Jesus, not in a forced way, but in a God-prompted way. You know, many years ago, I made the fatal mistake of letting a double-glazing salesman into my house. He had a patter that he had to go through that was so fake and patronizing. And the whole conversation was on his agenda and he took over two hours to deliver it. I hated it. It felt uncomfortable and pressurized and I just wanted him to go. But not before the facade of him trying to do a deal with his boss to get the price down for me. I mean, who likes that approach? No one. So why do we think that we need to force our agenda onto others, which makes them and you and I feel awkward? That was, that was just never Jesus' approach. Jesus hardly ever had the same conversation twice. So to Nicodemus, a religious leader, he said, you must be born again. And he doesn't say that to anyone else that we know of. To the woman at the well, he calls her to drink living water. This analogy that is only mentioned one other time. The rich young ruler was told to sell everything, give the money to the poor and to come and follow him. Do you know what? Every person was addressed differently, personally, appropriately. Because Jesus didn't work to a formula. He doesn't have a list of truths that he has to try and force to get into the conversation. Now, how does Jesus know what to say in those situations? Well, I think that John 14 verse 10 gives us a clue. The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. So if we have the Holy Spirit living in us, not only is he transforming us to be like Jesus, he also leads and guides and prompts us regarding us being his witnesses. And when we respond to the prompting of God and don't try and force anything, it's amazing how God can use us to be contagious for him.
The Holy Spirit will lead us to the right people at the right time with the right questions and the right words. You know, there's a verse in the New Testament that picks up on God's leading. Paul writes these words, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. It's being willing to pray for opportunities and grab them when they arise. You know, when Laura Rogers did Alpha and came to faith in Jesus, she was baptized and used that opportunity to invite a great friend of hers called Rachel to the service. Now, Laura didn't force the conversation, but Rachel chose to come back again. And the Holy Spirit was working quietly in Rachel's life and through Laura too. And when lockdown hit and everyone went online, Rachel started watching the services. And on Pentecost Sunday, watching our online encounter event, Rachel prayed and received the Holy Spirit, being overwhelmed by the love of God for her. And God used Laura to help Rachel become a follower of Jesus. Nothing forced, just taking an opportunity when it came and being authentic and honest about her faith. You know, it's learning to be open to that. And how he prompts and gives opportunities can be hard to describe. It's, it's mystical, it, it's, but it is real. It is real. It's almost as if God is giving us a nudge forward. How he prompts us and gives us opportunities can be hard to describe. It's almost mystical, it's intangible, it's, it's very real. <laughs> and I would describe it as a feeling or a sense that you get and a nudge from God. And the key objective is not to contrive ways to get people saved. We're not trying to trick people. Rather, the objective is to walk when he prompts us to walk, to talk when, when he says to talk and to shut up when there's a risk of us saying too much. It's a great way to live. It is so freeing. And Paul would write these words. He would write, live wisely amongst those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. And let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you'll have the right response for everyone. You know, it is not our job to convert people. Let me say that again. It is not our job to convert people. That is God's job. That's the Holy Spirit's work. Our role is to be contagious, to listen to the promptings of God and make the most of every opportunity. And our role is to value people, to ask questions, to listen to their stories and to take the opportunities to point people to Jesus when they arise. And those opportunities do arise, especially if we ask. And the question is, are we willing to ask? Sorry, can you just run it back? I'm almost at the end, but it's just... Um... The question is, are we willing to ask? You know, to be contagious and be used by God to help someone else discover faith in Jesus is the best experience. And I long for this for each one of you. You know, invite the Holy Spirit in, draw on his power and his promptings and see what he can do in and through you. Because that is the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. Hey, let me pray for us now. Father God, my life is in your hands. Would you use me to point someone towards you today? Look, I promise to cooperate in any way I can. And if you want me to say a word for you today, I'll do that. If you want me to stay quiet, but demonstrate love and servanthood by your Spirit's power, I will. I am fully available for you today. So would you fill me and guide me 
by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all for this week. Thanks once again for joining us. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so why not check out Forge Church UK on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? Or go online at forgechurch.com where you can watch other content, find a next step, give financially, or see any details of what's currently going on in and around the Forge. We're looking forward to you joining us next time.